Good morning and welcome. And the Lord be with you. And grace and peace to us all in the name of Christ our Lord. Welcome. It is a joy to share in this time of worship with you this morning at First Church. We are grateful for the presence of each of you here, especially our guests, our visitors. You bless us with your presence. We pray this is a blessed time for us all. As we gather as part of this Lenten journey, to know the presence of Christ with us. As we gather in worship, just a reminder that you find in your pews to your right or left registration pads because it's helpful for us to know of you sharing in worship here at First Church this morning. As we gather, I would remind us as well as the opportunities that are before us for study, for service. The ministry of the Food Bank and Clothes Closet will take place next Saturday morning at our Uptown Ministry Center. We always welcome volunteers to share in this ministry as we serve Christ by way of serving our neighbors. So we gather at 8.30, and again, the ministries of the Food Bank and Clothes Closet. Uh, always a wonderful time, not just of service, but of being able to, to share in conversation uh, and work with one another beyond the walls of this place. Also a reminder, I'm hoping we are attentive to Lenten disciplines throughout the season. We received some Lenten booklets listing scripture for each day of Lent. Uh, those scriptures are also listed before us in the bulletins. And then we have opportunity to gather in conversation about these scripture readings each Tuesday night in the Fellowship Hall at 645. All are welcome to be a part of that. Also, the noon study is at noon in the Uptown Ministry Center. Finally, on Tuesday at noon, the local <coughs> clergy association is coordinating services and lunches. Uh, this coming Tuesday, that service will be at Broad Street Church uh, again at noon. A light lunch is served, and then worship follows at about 12.30. I'm happy that we at First Church will be hosting that service on March the 20th, a week from this coming Tuesday, and I hope you'll be a part of that. That will take place in our fellowship hall again. A wonderful meal is being provided at noon. Worship will follow at about 12.30. Uh, Father Nick Hole from the Episcopal Church up the street will be the speaker for that service on March the 20th. Also, next Sunday been handed this wonderful notice about the Easter egg hunt that will take place in the ministry center. The entire family is invited to bring an Easter basket like refreshments will be served. And again, this will be after worship next Sunday, the Uptown Ministry Center. Uh, as part of this worship, we see our, our children beautifully gathered to offer song in this service. The children's choir will sing following the Old Testament lesson uh, and then following the singing of the children uh, children's church will take place so there will not be a children's time. The children will sing and then children's church. As we worship this morning, we see before us that beloved passage from the Gospel of John, chapter 3, as Jesus and Nicodemus share in conversation. Uh, so I look forward to sharing in that word with you as we share again in our Lenten journey. We prepare to worship God together.
share in our call to worship as it is before us. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Though we were as good as dead, God made us alive with the grace of Christ, through whom we are rescued and healed. Let us sing our opening hymn. season of Lent in particular, we are attentive to the posture of confession and repentance, so I invite us to share in this prayer of confession as it is before us. We will receive the assurance of our forgiveness from sin. Let us go to God as we pray this prayer of confession. O God, we confess we are an impatient and selfish people. When you offer us the promise of a new future, we complain you don't get there fast enough. When you provide for our needs, we complain it isn't enough. When our bad attitudes and negative outlooks cause us to stumble, we blame you. Holy God, forgive our sinful ways. Teach us to be patient. Instruct us to be grateful. Guide us to be responsible and humble. As we turn ourselves around, look to the cross. Let us experience your grace and your gift of new life. In the name of Christ, our Savior, we pray. 
Amen. The good news in this and in all seasons is that God's love for us is such that while we were yet sinners, he gave his son to die for us. In the name of Christ, you are forgiven. Thank you. In the name of Christ, you are forgiven. Thanks be to God. We hear the word of God first as it comes to us from the Old Testament, from Numbers chapter 21, verses 4 through 9. Uh, somewhat of an odd story, but as we hear the gospel lesson, Jesus will gather this story and give it new and life-saving interpretation. We pray as we prepare to hear the word of God. Lord, to take these words spoken years ago, inspire them that we would hear them this day, knowing that by your word all things come into being. By your word we live and move and have our being. In Christ we pray. Amen. From Mount Or, they set out by the way to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom, and the people became impatient on the way, and the people spoke against God and against Moses, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we loathe this worthless food. Then the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people so that many people of Israel died. And the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people, and the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and everyone who is bitten when he sees it shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and set it on a pole, and if a serpent bit anyone, he would look at the bronze serpent and live. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be we welcome our children's choir.
children, thank you. We thank you so much for sharing in this time of worship and being so important to this time of worship. Beth, we thank you. And all our wonderful choir moms, we thank as well. I invite us to stand as we sing. gospel lesson is from John chapter 3. Actually, I'm going to begin with verse 1. Our bulletin says verses 14 through 21. But I'm going to start with verse 1 and read from uh, verse 1 to verse 21. We hear the word of God. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born anew, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, 
Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born anew. The wind blows where it wills, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know whence it comes or whither it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can this be? Jesus answered, Are you a teacher of Israel? And yet you do not understand this. Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven, but he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God sent the Son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. He who believes in him is not condemned. He who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light, and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does what is true comes to the light, that it may be clearly seen that his deeds have been wrought in God. This is the word of our Lord.
Well, if we love to listen in on conversations, and we do, then John is the gospel for us. In fact, you may remember that for the season of Lent last year, we produced at First Church a Lenten devotional titled Works of Art. In this devotion were gathered beautiful works of art provided by members of this church. Each work of art was based on Scripture guiding us through Lent. Each passage of Scripture from the Gospel of John, each passage focused on conversation between John and a person he meets in the Gospel of John. So Jesus asked the man by the pool of Bethsaida, a man who has been ill for 38 years, do you want to be healed? Jesus says to the woman at the well, everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give will never thirst. Jesus says to the woman caught in adultery, neither do I condemn you, go and sin no more. Jesus gives sight to the man born blind, telling him he now sees the Son of Man. To Martha, whose brother is dead and in the tomb, Jesus says, Did I not tell you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? To Pontius Pilate, Jesus declares, For this I was born, and for this I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. And of course, in this nighttime conversation with this Pharisee, a ruler of the Jews named Nicodemus, Jesus says, unless someone is born anew, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Again, if we like to overhear conversations, John is the gospel for us. And this is not an exhaustive list of conversations. There is lengthy conversation about the bread of life, a seaside conversation between Peter and the resurrected Jesus, conversation with Thomas, the disciple who demands proof Jesus is raised from the dead, conversations for which I find myself grateful to the writer of this gospel. For this writer does not find it inappropriate that you and I listen in on these conversations. He finds it necessary we listen in on these conversations. He finds it life-saving. We listen in on these conversations. He cares enough to let us overhear these conversations. You see, John, this early believer in Jesus, understands it is not easy for those to whom he writes to believe what they are being asked to believe about Jesus, that he is God, that Jesus was in the beginning, that Jesus dies yet is raised from the dead, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. John understands well, it is not easy for those to whom he writes to believe all this. So he tries with great passion and energy to have you and me come to that point at which we say, I believe. Read this gospel. And as you do so, notice how many times John writes some form of the word believe. The final words of chapter 20 in his gospel. These words are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. John wants us to believe. Still, he knows this is no easy task. So how, how to make this happen? How about by having us listen in on conversations Jesus has with others who may be slow to believe? Others such as Nicodemus. 
Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, who comes to Jesus under cover of darkness. Though it's early in John's Gospel, Jesus has to this point only turned the water into wine, and he has recently chased the money changers from the temple. Still, Nicodemus finds reason to be impressed with Jesus early in his ministry. Rabbi, we know you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. The response of Jesus, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born anew, he cannot see the kingdom of God. We may have heard these words more times than we can count. We may think the meaning of these words to be self-evident, may think this to be an expression easily understood. But not if we're Nicodemus. If we believe ourselves to understand these words of Jesus about being born anew, we stand some distance from Nicodemus, from this man who just doesn't get it. Perhaps it surprises us to realize part of the reason Nicodemus does not understand what Jesus says is that Nicodemus takes these words of Jesus literally. Now, to those of us who argue for taking the words of Scripture literally, that may not be necessarily good news. Jesus speaks to Nicodemus about being born anew, about a new birth. Nicodemus, this literal-minded rabbi, hears Jesus speak of a birth no different from the natural birth experienced by us all. And to be fair to Nicodemus, we may ask, well, how else should we hear the words of Jesus? How else is birth being born to be understood? Still, Jesus is not speaking of birth as we have always understood birth. Jesus is not speaking of natural, physical, flesh and blood birth as marvelous and as glorious as such birth is. Jesus is not speaking of being born again. He's not speaking of a second flesh and blood birth. In this sense, Nicodemus is correct to wonder of what benefit would this be to anyone simply to repeat this act of nature. Jesus is not speaking to Nicodemus about such a birth as this. Jesus is speaking of being born anew. He speaks of being born as never before. He speaks of being born not of flesh, but of a different source. Jesus speaks of being born of water, of spirit. He speaks of being born of God. Nicodemus, this leader in the faith, this rabbi, doesn't get it. Not that that's to shame Nicodemus. He's not alone in his slowness <laughs> to understand Jesus in the Gospel of John. As we have mentioned, there are others slow to believe. The woman at the well, Martha, the sister of Lazarus. It is as if in John's Gospel, Jesus speaks up here, only to be understood down here. And John, the loving, caring writer of this Gospel, opens the pages of his gospel, allowing us to listen in on these conversations of faith. You see, John knows it's not so easy to believe. It's not easy to confess about Jesus words that to this point in history are words confessed only about God. That Jesus was in the very beginning that Jesus was involved in the creation of all that is. That before Abraham was, Jesus is. That Jesus is not a being less than God, Jesus is God. Let's be honest. Believing such confessions of faith is not automatic. To believe such confessions may take some effort. In order to believe such confessions, we may need some help. So John, with the urgent hope those reading this gospel may believe, takes you and me to places 
from which we may listen in on vital conversations of faith so that we may hear, so that we may understand, so that we may believe, so that we may be born not again, but born anew. Are we listening to these conversations? Are we hearing these words of Jesus? Like John, I hope we do. For there is nothing more powerful, more blessed, more life-affirming than the experience of a life that is born not again, but anew. Yesterday, a wonderful delegation from First Church went to Fairview Church in Danville to take part in a day-long workshop speaking to developing and growing in faith. While taking part in this workshop, one of the phrases we heard many times was the phrase, God stories. God stories, as spoken of by Rachel Billups, the young pastor who led the workshop, are those stories just totally infused with the presence of God. Stories telling us in powerful and compelling ways how God impacts lives, how God turns lives around. Rachel's invitation to us is to find our God stories, to claim those God stories, to share our God stories. And, and these stories need not be dramatic Damascus Road conversion stories, and they need not be the stories of how we came to Christ in dramatic fashion some 50 years ago. It is hoped we find our God stories taking place in our lives on a regular basis. Stories taking shape in our workplaces, in our homes, in the supermarket, at the post office, in the schools. Given that we learned yesterday that only 20% of those living in this country go to church. Did you know that? 20%. Given that statistic, it appears there is need for us to share our God stories. And the stories are not as far away as we may think. I shared during worship last week a portion of a sermon preached by Bishop Bruce O. as he preached to the Commission on a Way Forward just recently. I, shared a, I share a different passage of that sermon now, a passage which I believe to be a God story, a passage speaking to us of what it looks like when one is born not again, but when one is born anew. The bishop tells us, when I was privileged to serve the West Ohio Conference, my wife was deeply involved in prison ministry at the medium security prison in Marion, Ohio. She became a good friend of JB. JB was the leader of the Aryan nation in Ohio when he was found guilty of murder and imprisoned at the Marion Correctional Institution. JB was a leader in prison. He continued to lead the Aryan nation behind and beyond the walls. He led the trade in illicit contraband and drugs. He led in the beating of African Americans and Muslim inmates. He led in the number of knockdowns by prison guards. He led in the number of days spent in solitary confinement. His mind was shaped by hatred, violence, domination, intimidation, exploitation, and self-gratification. Then his mind changed. Through Kairos prison ministries and his exposure to a warden who was a sold-out disciple of Jesus, J.B. took on the mind of Christ, stood with Jesus in self-emptying obedience, and began to look to the interest of others. 
under threat of death from the Aryan nation members who now felt betrayed, JB became the cornerstone of the internationally renowned Horizon Dorm program that brought Protestants, white and black, Muslims and Jews together in a no individual cells dorm where they learned to respect each other's faith traditions. The Marion prison went from one of the worst in the state of Ohio to a model correctional institution. J.B. was not born again, was he? He was not born of flesh and blood. He was born anew. He was born of spirit. He was born of God. He was born of eternity. Such stories, as powerful as they are, are not exclusive to those such as J.B. Look at the witness of our lives each day. Claim the truth of those words spoken by Jesus to Martha. Did I not tell you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? You see, these God stories are written each day. Stories witnessing to new life experienced as we are born, not again, but born anew. Because if we believe, we see nothing less than the glory of God. Amen. <clears throat> Invite us to stand. We respond as we affirm our faith with the Apostles' Creed, number 882. It is before us. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. Suffering and Pontius Pilate, who was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven, he is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of body. As we stand, we welcome one another as we pass the peace of Christ and then gather for the morning offering.
We prepare to receive the morning offering. He wants to be outside, like in the woods, like on the leash, everywhere else. I'll invite our ushers to come forward as we worship God with his tithes and our offerings. Let us pray. Lord, we remember in this season that you love the world so much you give to us your only Son. We give you thanks. We worship you. We glorify you. We wish to grow in faith and service. And it is our prayer that these gifts returned to you accomplish great things for the gospel of Christ our Lord. the season of Lent, we may be especially attentive to the ministry of prayer. We are attentive to that ministry, especially at this time, as we share in the prayers of the people. This is a responsive time of prayer as I offer various petitions. 
concluding each of those petitions with the words, Lord, in your mercy, and inviting from you the response, hear our prayer. As we share in this responsive time of prayer, I also invite you to name those concerns, those persons, those circumstances you may feel led to speak as we go to God together in prayer, and then we conclude with the prayer Christ has taught us. We go to God as we pray. Lord, out of your profound love for us, you go before us, you prepare the way, you act in our lives so as to bring us to that point at which we say, I believe. For this we give you thanks, and we pray that we would be those seeking to believe, seeking to see, so that we may know your glory all around us. We thank you for your glory revealed in this time of worship, and the gifts offered, and the voices of children singing, and the ringing of bells, and the voices of adults singing, and the songs of faith, the confessions, the word proclaimed. May we know your glory here, but Lord, may we know your glory goes with us. And may we see this in the conversations with our neighbors. May we know your presence as we go to the workplace, may we know your presence even in times of darkness. May we be those who, because we believe, see the glory of God. And lead us to that point, O Lord, where even upon the cross we see your glory revealed as your love pours upon us. Lord, in your mercy. And hear us, Lord, as we pray for the people of this congregation. Lord, in your mercy. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for those who suffer and to those in trouble. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, in your mercy. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for the concerns of this community. Lord, in your mercy. <coughs> for our city council, school board, emergency workers. Lord, in your mercy. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for the world, its peoples, and its leaders. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, hear us as we pray for your church, its leaders, its members, and its mission. Lord, in your mercy. Bishop Lewis, Janine Howard, Ministries of First Church, Commission on a Way Forward. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Hear our prayers offered within the company of the saints, whose witness continues and whose presence we know now, praying as Christ has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Our closing hymn, Crown Him with Many Crowns, we stand as we sing. Receiving the benediction, let us pray. Loving God, giver of all light and life, you sent Jesus Christ into the world, not to condemn, but to save. Help us to lift up the light of Christ, so that the world might believe in him and receive the gift of eternal life through Christ, the light of the world. Go now in peace. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit.